We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bear Down Ballers here on the Field of 68. I'm Ryan Wall, and I'm joined, as always, by Jordan Pollock. Jordan, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's been a great day down here in the in Cajun country in Louisiana. Yeah, well, let's get right into it because Arizona bounced back in a big way against Oregon after losing by three to Oregon State this past Thursday. And I wanted to get into this game because Arizona won by nine points at Oregon in one of the better environments and fan bases and home crowds in the Pac-12 in Eugene. And Jordan, I'm going to flat out say it right here. This was the best Arizona team victory since they beat Michigan State. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that clearly. They they played really well. Um outside of foul trouble in the front court, I thought they defended Oregon really well. They made some of their better players take take a lot tougher shots. And and I think that even scared Oregon a little bit away from how they usually play. Um they're they're really big on three point shooting and that, that was a big thing that surprised especially the uh, broadcasters during the game was how, how more efficiently Arizona was shooting the ball from beyond the arc than Oregon. Cause they're, they're kind of known for that. I, in the second half, they gave up a few um, wide open threes, but outside of that, I thought Arizona did a great job defensively. Um, like I said, outside of the foul trouble, the front court, they had, they had trouble with their five. Uh, he played really well. Um, but Arizona just kind of said, Hey, make, make your center beat, our best scorer who's going to score at every level. Yeah. And Arizona, they didn't just win this game by nine points, but they did it. Like you said, in a great way, they shot the ball almost 50% from the field and over 50%, 52.6 from three point land while being almost 80% from the free throw line. And they had four out of five starters in double figures in this game. But Jordan, the guy that stood out to me and had not only a good game, not only a great game, but the best game to me of his collegiate career 
statistically wise, obviously we know he went off in a final four a couple of years ago. That's Caleb Love. 36 points, 12 for 18 from the field, five for eight from deep. He was just unbelievable in this game. He made every big shot. He played every minute besides one in this game too. And he was just super aggressive from the start of this game. And from the start, you could tell that this was going to be a great and iconic Caleb Love game. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, one of the biggest things that separates Caleb Love as a scorer is just the crazy athleticism he has. He, the dude can jump out of the gym. And when a shot is falling, the combination of those two things is very hard for teams to deal with. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I've said this all year long that when Caleb Love is playing at this level, Arizona could beat anyone in the country. And Caleb Love at that level is, to me, a top five-ish guard in the country. There's just not many guys that on any night can score over 30 points. And he has that ability. We we got to find some consistency, hopefully, with him doing more of that. And I think that'll come because just looking at the shots, he took six more shots than Boswell, who had the second most on the team with 12. So it seems like the pecking order the last couple weeks is starting to be established with Love not only just fitting in like he did at the start of the year, but really being that number one guy on the team, that go-to option. And I think that's when Arizona will be at their best. But Kylan Boswell, I wanted to get in him a little bit and get your thoughts because we talked the last week or two. He, he hasn't had his best showings, and I was a little concerned myself. But he really had a solid bounce-back performance in a tough environment, 14 points, three assists, two rebounds, two steals, five for 12 from the field while making two three-pointers. What were your thoughts on uh, Boswell's play? I mean, it's it's great to see him getting a double figures without having to make more than two threes. I think that's that's the biggest thing I can say about him. I'm, I'm still in the boat of skepticism because of the environment that the Oregon fan base does produce up there in Eugene. And so... I think th it's probably not just him too. It's a majority of the roster, but still don't for surely know if this team can play on the road or if it's just an environmental thing. I think we we've been talking about this for, for over a month at this point, And I feel like a majority of people in the media are just starting to talk about it, which is kind of funny, but that that's the biggest thing is this, this team needs energy. This team needs a good environment to be able to play up to the, play up to their best level. And that's just something that great teams don't, don't need. They don't need to do that. Like they, they should have beat Oregon state by easily North of double digits. And the fact that they go over two minutes and in crunch time in the second half and don't get a point, it's just mind blowing with, with some of the great players, great shooters and just athletic guys that exist on this team. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We got into that last week and, in our last show that this Arizona team, they really do struggle to get off to hot starts on the road for whatever reason that may be. The Arizona fans aren't in the crowd and some of the Arizona players don't have tons of experience playing on the road and in big games. But yeah, I, I do expect more and I expect what Arizona did against Oregon every single time on the road. That was yeah. an incredible performance. 
but I had still maintain high expectations, even though I said that, you know, even last week, I didn't think this team was a great team. And I'm not just because of this great performance. I'm not going to label them great and elite right now. I still think they have to earn that title back from me, but I think they're definitely headed in the right direction. And it, it was just good to see them bounce back because that's something we've talked about the last, you know, you know, throughout this season and even the first couple of years of the Tommy Lloyd era is that every time this team loses, they bounce back. They don't lose two games in a row. And that just shows that that tells me that this team does have a lot of fight and they can bounce back and they and, and when they do, they do it in a big way. And this game was a great one. And I think a big part of it was that the two big men and the two guys in Arizona's front court and Keyshawn Johnson, Umar Balo, they, they only combined. They only were seven for 11 from the field. It didn't take a lot of shots, but they were very affected. Each had over double figures, Balo almost a double, double. And, and, you know, Johnson filled up the stat sheet in other ways. And I think that's really telling because when, when you can get solid, steady production from those two guys, and even Balo, who was in foul trouble, like you mentioned earlier, for a long part of this game, only played 20 minutes, but can still be productive. That's telling that this team and these guys can fight through adversity and still get the job done. Definitely, completely agree. And they did go a few stretches in this game, running key shot at the five. And and like I've said in, in um, earlier in the year, I thought that was one of the biggest threats that this team was able to have is they can run so many different lineups. And when they have Johnson, they have no problem switching one through five. And we really don't really see as much of a need in college basketball as the NBA of really needing to switch one through five. But it's just another tool to keep in the tool chest, which which is great for Tommy Lloyd and this team if they want to make a deep run, because sometimes you're going to go up against a team that's just incredibly hard to scout with 24 hours in advance. And the, the more things that you do throughout the season and the more experimental kind of lineups and tweaks and coverages that you can get defensively and offensively against teams, the more you're going to be prepared to deal with it in the tournament. Yeah, 100%. As much as this was, you know, a, a really good team performance led by Caleb Love, obviously, it still took a, an incredible performance from him from Arizona to win by nearly 10 points. There wasn't much bench production in this game, only eight points. Krivas did have six rebounds to go along with his five points. He was pretty good off the bench. But the, the one guy that did struggle in this game was... Pella Larson, I wanted to get your thoughts on his play. He only was two for seven, only seven points. Didn't take a ton of shots because of the role Caleb Love was getting on throughout this game. But what do you think of his play? And just kind of how do you feel at this moment of the season in Pella Larson? Because he is a guy that we've seen has shown that he can score 20 points on any given night. But the, the the floor for, for Pell on offense does seem a lot lower than some of the other guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. And, and I think that's okay. Like you, you need, you need a kind of guy on your team that's going to be okay when his shot is falling or when some, somebody else's shot is falling of giving them the ball in more cases. I like, like, I think the biggest thing I noticed from the game was defensively it in mo- most of the games, Pele can get in foul trouble pretty quick, but with the front court getting in foul trouble, I, I think he played really smart and tried to stay clear from fouls because he was needed a lot more in those stretches where they didn't run a true five and they ran Johnson at the five to where he had to play some defense on their centers and on their front court. And so I, I, I think there's just some mental aspects of the game that are a little bit overlooked with Pele specifically. And, and I'm, I'm not really worried about him at all to be quite, to be quite fair. Um, and, and I feel like the, the open shots he had, he took and, and they look solid. And sometimes, sometimes the ball just doesn't drop. So I, I, I have, I have, I have no worries really about Pele right now. I think Pele is going to be the, one of the big reasons this team c- can make a deep run. As you guys know, by now we've partnered with bet MGM this season. We'll be using bet MGM lines to make all of our picks and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for bet MGM yet in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 
one five eight. Yeah, I I agree with that. He has been good throughout this season. Needs to be a tad bit more consistent, but he always brings effort and energy. That's for sure with him. But uh, yeah, I, I totally. I, I another point you said I wanted to bring back up is the defense and specifically on Arizona guarding shots from deep. They did allow seven three pointers, but I think they did a better job actually with defending those shots. They were and they were more. They were putting more pressure on the shooters from deep. And I think that's a big difference from what they've seen in the past and, you know, in past games where they've allowed a ton of threes. I think that is a big focal point for this team. And, and that allows them to take that next step. Is there anything else that stood out from, for you, particularly from this game against Oregon? I wouldn't say so. I, I, I think just, again, I, I said it last week, I'm just happy the games in March aren't true away games and empty gyms. Yeah, that's for sure. Because, you know, Wildcat fans, as we know, they travel mm-hmm. among the best in the country, which is great. Um, right now, I wanted to get into kind of Arizona's ranking and how they fit into the top 25 this week. They they moved down to or they moved up one to number 11 this week in the top 25. What do you think about this ranking? Because, you know, throughout this season, there's been even this week, last night, as we're recording this on Tuesday night, there was two top five teams that lost to unranked teams, which that has happened multiple times throughout this season. So what's your take of our Arizona ranking and how they fit into all this? I, I think it's, I think it's a year that it's really hard because a majority of leagues are super deep. And I, I know a majority of the top teams from the Big 12 and the Big 10 and the ACC are those teams that are losing in U of A. You can throw them in there. But some of those leagues are really deep. And so, and I, I know you've alluded to this of you just don't think there's a group or a few or even one team that's just head and shoulders above above any of the others. Like we just look at Arizona's yep. schedule so far, they lot they they blow out Wisconsin, and then they lose to Purdue, and Wisconsin's like a game or two ahead of Purdue in the Big Ten, and Purdue's lost I think two two or three Big Ten games, and mm. the teams that they've lost to Wisconsin like is handled well. I know, I know the biggest one I and I think I talked about it actually when we were talking about. Um, the biggest wins that Arizona's had. But within a week, Wisconsin blew out Nebraska by 20, and Nebraska blew out Purdue by 20, all within a week. And so it's really – Yeah, Jordan, that that perfectly, to me, sums up this college basketball season as a whole because there's – even like for a couple weeks, everyone – like currently Purdue and kind of UConn are basically the top two like dominant teams right now, I would say. And but but even you know th- those teams have lost a couple, and even still Arizona being ranked eleven currently, and we're headed we're we're gonna be in February as we're releasing this on Thursday. It, it that that's just so telling because I still think and many others do that Arizona is firmly in that Final Four discussion at yeah. at being you know the eleventh ranked team right now with you know just over you know a month and change to go. So I think that's just telling how this year has shaped up to be so far. Yeah, and and 
And I think from my perspective, how best I could explain it, especially the teams that are ranked above Arizona, is they are losing some of these games that are unranked to unranked teams in their conference. But a majority of all these teams are staying in the top two of their conference pretty consistently. Like Wisconsin, Purdue have been the first two places in the Big Ten for the last four weeks, and they haven't really moved anywhere, even though they've lost a game or so. They've stayed at the top of the Big Ten charts. Duke has stayed at the top of the ACC charts. Um, UConn has stayed above at the very top of the Big East charts for the last few weeks. Kansas. Mm-hmm. And the Big 12 is a little, a little different because there's a lot of really good teams and it's really hard to uh, win a road game. But still, Kansas is still in the top top four spots and it isn't going to drop any further, hasn't so far. And so I think yeah. it's just consistency of being able to stay at the top of your conference to where Arizona has has kind of been jumping around from like one to four over the last few weeks and have been exchanging spots with teams that aren't so good, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think, you know, even for, say, Duke's dropped a little bit since Arizona beat them earlier in the year, uh, but Wisconsin, as we know, has, has you know, rised in the rankings since Arizona beat them. So those two wins will stay steady to me throughout the year of being great wins, two of the best ones, but – um, Jordan, but before we go today, I, I wanted to get into this weekend's games. There are two rematches of the first two Pac-12 games of conference play earlier in the season just a month ago. And the first one is taking place on Thursday night, and that's uh, tomorrow as we're recording this on Wednesday. It's going to be at 6.30 p.m. in Tucson, 8.30 p.m., on the East Coast, it's on the Pac-12 network, sadly, and it's going to be at home this time. It's against Cal, against the Golden Bears, and then Sunday night at 6 p.m., uh, a night game on Sunday in Tucson, it's going to be 8 p.m. on the East Coast. That's against Stanford, the team who handed Arizona their first conference loss on the road. This time it will be home, but first to get into the game versus Cal, this was one of Arizona's most dominant victories in conference play, if not the most. They won by 19 points the first time around, and just like the game against Oregon, they shot the ball very well in this game, about 60% from the field, and this was a game where we saw very great and efficient performances from Love and Balo, who both, you know, followed 17 points. Love had 22 um, yeah, th- this Cal team is just not very good to say the least. They're one of the worst teams in the Pac-12 to me. Um, so w- what do you think about this? Uh, because Cal has held their own a little bit. They're four and five in the Pac-12 currently. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I would say I'm kind of surprised they're even still within a game or two of being 500 in the conference. I don't see results being any super different than it was the first time that Arizona played up in Berkeley. Um, I had a friend that went to that game and he told me the crowd was definitely under 50% capacity, but still almost 50% of that crowd was wearing red, white, and blue. <laughs> so I, that's crazy. I, yeah. And I don't think the, I don't think the results going to be much different, which is sad. I, I unpopular opinion. I think, I think the Cal, Cal Berkeley, I think, it could be like a sleeping giant athletics. I think they just have such a deep alumni base of how many great athletes have went there. And, and I don't know if it's just like been mishandled, not great coaches, not great recruiting, but it it's, it's just in a cool, it's a cool area. Like they're in a great part of the Bay and they've got some legendary alumni and guys that have played. And I know I've talked to you about like a few years ago, um, Jason Kidd, one of the probably the greatest well-known Cal basketball players ever. Right before he got the Mavs job, I wanted him to get the Berkeley job just because I would have loved to see them have at least a somewhat steady program. Probably made a better decision coaching Luka Doncic, but yeah, they're 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 not in a great place right now. Um, hope for their sake, especially going into the into the ACC next year, that they can start to turn around that program. Yeah, that's for sure. They don't have a ton going for them this year, especially. They do have one of the oldest players in the country, 60-year veteran senior, Bardal's Amik, is averaging over 15 points, about 11 rebounds this year, is filling up the stat sheet, looks pretty good, so he's to look out for. They do have a talented guard in Jalen Tyson this year who's averaging over 20 points, but besides those two, they don't got much else going for them. I think this is going to be another route. This is, as we know, when Arizona returns home, it's very difficult for any team to keep up with them at McCall Center. So I think at McCall, I think Arizona is going to win this one just like last time at their place. But at this time at McCall, I think it's going to be a 15-point win at least. What do you think about that? And what's your prediction for this game? I would agree with that. I would say 15, 15 is probably around the magic number for this team. Yeah, well, let's move on. Let's talk about the final game of the weekend. Like I mentioned, it's Sunday night. It's 6 o'clock in Tucson. This game is on FS1, so it's a national TV game, which is great to see. As we know, it's not many people can watch the Pac-12 
uh, games that are on that network. But this game was the opposite of the game versus Cal. Instead of winning by uh, 19 points, they lost by 18 points to Stanford um, a couple of days later, uh, a few weeks ago. This was a very brutal loss. Arizona just, from the start of this game, I knew it just something seemed off and they couldn't get it going. And this was a game where Stanford had a career team day, 16 three-pointers. They were just unbelievable. Carlisle off the bench, six three-pointers. I mean, they were just, Jones had five. They were just they were hitting threes from it seemed like anywhere. It just every guy mm-hmm. had a Steph Curry automatic um, range on them. So how do you think this one's going to play out? You think at at Arizona and in Tucson, it'll play out the other way this time? I would say so. I, I don't think Arizona is going to be playing a zone by any means. I think they'll be trying their best to run Stanford off the three-point line and trying their best to defend Carlisle. Um, especially with what happened last week with Jordan Pope. I think their best their best game plan is just to try to make the guys that aren't in scoring roles to try to score and beat them. Yeah, I think that's something they need to focus on early because Stanford shoots a lot of threes. They shot 25 in that game in Arizona. Yeah, they just kind of were lackadaisical on defense. They, they didn't put a lot of pressure on them. They just kind of kept letting them shoot. Some of them were contested, but not all of them. Can They can do a better job there. I agree. I think Arizona gets the win. I think they stay in first place as they currently are in first place in the Pac-12. I think this is kind of when they get rolling. They got, they're got they only on a one-game winning streak against Oregon, but like I said, it was an impressive fashion. And I think they, they stack up two more victories here, and they head into – um, kind of the ending of the Pac-12 schedule on a high note, and they keep the momentum rolling. Um, any other final thoughts for you before we go? Yeah, I think this this week's a good opportunity to kind of get some wins in a row um, before making their uh, trip up to Salt Lake City next week against a good Utah team. I think it's a good opportunity to finally finally get some consistency in just the win category. Yeah, I totally agree. Utah is an impressive team. That should be a battle next week. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode of Bear Down Ballers here on the Field of 68. You can follow us on X at Bear Down AZ Pod. You can follow the Field of 68, and we'll see you next time.